0: again, happy holidays, because guess what? We decided to do a bonus episode. You guys know that I really like to whenever possible, especially at the end of the year, the beginning of the new year, bring you guys messages from people who are experts in business or in marketing or in taxes or something like that. So I'm really excited to be able to bring you this bonus episode. And just in case you don't know where you are, welcome to Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Broad. I am your host, Michelle Broad, founder and CEO of Urban Book Editor. And I'm really happy to share this time with you. And we're not going to spend an hour. This is a little bonus episode. It'll be about 20, 25 minutes. But what's really cool about this episode is we are going to spend some time talking about how you can set yourselves up for success with Google going into the new year, I know a lot of small business people, medium business people are planning, planning, how can you win for the next year? So we want to go ahead and give that information to you. And I have a great expert here who's going to help. So I'm really excited about that. Before I do anything else, I want to say thanks to my guests on the December 16th show, Conflict Resolution Coach Jerry Fu. If you haven't seen that episode or heard that episode, Please make sure that you go and listen to it. He has some great insights about navigating your career and really finding your true path. And let's go ahead and get started with our special guest for our bonus episode. So my guest this time is really fun because he's going to help you as business people figure out how you can actually you know, get the leads and get the contacts and get people into your site using SEO marketing. Brandon Leibowitz runs and operates SEO Optimizers, which he's done since 2007. And they're a digital marketing company that focuses on helping small and medium-sized businesses get more online traffic, which of course, in turn, converts to more clients, more sales, more leads. So I would like to welcome Brandon Leibowitz to Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Barad. Brandon, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thanks for having me on today.
0: Well, as I mentioned, I'm really excited because what you do is very helpful to small businesses. And our small business community needs all the help it can get, um, especially in light of the way things work with the Internet, with SEO marketing and things changing all the time. But I think I mentioned to you before that I'm really interested in how you got into what you're doing. So I have a couple of questions for you and I'd love to ask those if you're ready.
1: Yeah, all good.
0: All right. Brandon Liebowitz, who are you and how did you become who you are today?
1: I guess I am really focused on digital marketing and helping people get more visibility and exposure online. So Kind of just fell into this, got my degree in business marketing. And after I got out of school, got my first job doing digital marketing, which I didn't really know much about it. They said, don't worry, we don't know much about it either. We're going to take you to classes and workshops and learn alongside with you. And this is back in 2007. And after working there for a little while, just realized everyone's probably going to have a website in the future. And there's a lot of different ways to get traffic. But I just really focused on SEO, just search engine optimization which is a way to get free traffic to your website. Because I thought, why spend money on paid ads when you can get up there for free? And ever since then, i worked at different advertising agencies and helping out different companies. And always while working full-time, I would work on my own company, building it up before work, after work, on lunch, and eventually was able to build it up where I could quit my job and focus on this solely.
0: That's amazing. And that's so many people's dreams because a lot of small business people start off kind of like you did, side hustling. That's what I I call it, right? Trying to get that going. And when you get to that dream state of being able to leave your job, you think that's going to be the end-all be-all. Why don't you tell us a little more about that part of the journey? How did you move from kind of bootstrapping it on the side and then being able to transition to full-time?
1: I just made sure that I built it up. Enough. So I didn't just quit my job. I always work full time and would just pick up a couple of freelance clients here and there just to make some extra money, but didn't really focus on it too much until maybe five, six years into working full time. I was like, maybe I should really focus on this a little bit more. So built it up, built it up to where I was making the same amount I was making it at advertising agencies and made sure that I built it up for a couple of years. Made sure I just did all of a sudden jump ship because you never know what's going to happen and you don't want to just all of a sudden leave and then something happens where you lose a bunch of clients or who knows, or also having like one big client. Don't want to have that where you lose that big client and then you're double. So just made sure I really had that, that whole system built up over a few years and then was able to leave my job. So it's so a more slow, long-term process.
0: So what you're talking about sounds like partly a concern about your client balance, right? Not having that one big client that you're relying on. So that if they bail for whatever reason, you're stuck. But also maybe a product mix, a product offering, and making sure you have a tried and true process in place.
1: Yep. And just making sure that you have a steady stream of clients and that you're not going to be struggling if you lose a couple clients or lose half the clients because what happened in the past, but everything like the pandemic lost a lot of local clients because a lot of my clients were local businesses that had to shut down and some of them haven't reopened since, but that's where if I just jumped ship and then that happened, I would have lost half my business. I would have probably been in trouble, but I made sure that I built it up where if I did lose half my business, I'd still be okay and not be too much in trouble.
0: And now the pandemic was really hard on a lot of businesses. How did you find that you were able to stay afloat, not just holding on to you know half your book, right? But in terms of growing, were you able to grow through the pandemic also? And if so, how did that happen?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. It's all about adapting and adjusting and just adapting my strategies on how I get clients and was able to actually pick up and grow. So that especially maybe a year into it when people realize this is not slowing down, I need to figure out what to do because if things stay shut down, I need to have some presence and presence online is going to be the best way to hit the masses and hit people globally where you don't have to worry about just having a local business now you could target whoever you like with online so it really is picked up ever since and people start to realize the value of seo because back in 2007 when i first started no one really understood what seo is even to this day not many people really understand a lot more people are figuring out that it's important but It's still kind of a weird, strange, ambiguous term to a lot of people.
0: So define SEO for those who don't really know. What does it stand for?
1: SEO is search engine optimization, and that means optimizing websites for the search engines, which really just means ranking websites on search engines, which really is just Google. Nowadays, Google just runs everything and brings the majority of the traffic. So when you're searching on Google, there's ads at the top. Right below the ads are the organic, the free listings. And there's 10 of those on that first page of Google. So trying to get to your website, ranked right, on that first page of Google. But nowadays, Google shows a lot more than just websites. They show images, videos. If your local business, a map appears. If you sell products, you can see the products there. So trying to get as much free real estate as possible by optimizing images. If you have any videos, optimize those videos. If your local business, try to get you ranked organically in the maps. And just try to take that free real estate up on that on Google.
0: And Google's always changing things, right? Because I know I got an email from Google Google talking about something about moving everything to Maps, and, and I'm like, this is too much for me to have to think about. Um, how does that work for, you know, as far as those things that change, how do you help your clients to kind of navigate those shifts and changes?
1: No, no, Google is constantly changing, just like social media new sites emerge or Instagram will add or remove features and things like that. So they're always constantly changing. Same with Google. They're always going to be constantly changing and it's just staying up to date with all the latest changes, but I usually take care of that for my clients so they don't have to worry about changing to Google analytics for, which is coming out or whatever new changes and emerging.
0: So what is, and and what is Google analytics for? What does that mean to, if you could explain to a regular person who doesn't want to know a whole lot about, about SEO, one of your potential clients, what would you tell them?
1: So Google Analytics is to track because if you're not tracking, you don't know what's happening Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of going in in the dark and Google Analytics or any tool for analytics will show you where your traffic is coming from, how long they stay on your website, what pages they visit on your website, how they found you. Did they find you through Google, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, through email marketing, through paid ads through people just typing your website in. It'll show you which pages get the most traffic. It'll show you how much money you're making if you're selling physical products. It'll track your revenue on your website. And you can see which traffic sources are bringing in the most revenue. It shows how long people stay on your website or how many people leave your website immediately. It shows too much information. It's like data overload, but it's all for free. And the more data you're able to look at, the more informed you're going to be about your traffic. And then you're able to make statistically informed decisions on how to really optimize that website to maximize that revenue
0: so I've heard SEO described as kind of when you say optimizing say you know making sure everything is well suited to Google is is you know I would say for plain language, for plain people's language, um, but in a way that searchers will find you as quickly as, as possible, so if somebody asks the question, how do I?" Ba- make a lasagna and you've got a lasagna recipe on your website theoretically you should come up in that first few options right if your page is properly optimized and so forth does that make is, is that a fair description of how that works for regular folk?
1: <laughs> yep so if you're searching whatever you may be searching on Google if you see ads at the top those are all paid ads but right below the ads those are the free listings and that's what seo is about is getting in those free listings
0: and is it still common wisdom or, or is the common wisdom still that you want to be on the first page of those organic mm-hmm. listings
1: you want to be as high up as possible because yeah i think how often you go to page two page three mm-hmm. page four page five six seven eight most people don't really go too far unless they're looking for something really really specific but other than that they're probably not going to go that far down
0: so what are some tips that you have for people who are trying to uh, really create a website and, you know, they're starting out brand new? Maybe they, maybe they're one of those folks who said, ah, I don't need no website, no stinking website. What kinds of things should they be thinking about when they're creating their website?
1: Um, when you're building a website, gotta focus on mobile first, because mobile is going to be in the majority of the traffic. Making sure it looks good on mobile. It's easy to navigate through. It's clean. it's not cluttered, and also just making sure you build a website to get conversions. Most people don't really build a website optimized for sales and leads, which is kind of strange. Most people just try to build a nice-looking website, but nice doesn't convert. You need a website that converts people into clients. That's really all that matters.
0: And what are some of the keys to creating a website that converts?
1: Making sure it looks good on mobile, loads quickly, maybe stripping it down on mobile. To just the bare minimum not having all the stuff that you have on desktop make sure everything is above the fold so whatever you see on a screen that's called above the fold once you start scrolling or swiping down that's below the fold and 70 percent of people will never scroll down on the website so you have all your printed information at the top have a good call to action have a value proposition which lets people know what's in it for them what am i going to get out of using your product or service versus hitting that back button and going to someone else's website so Mm-hmm. Got to let people know what they're going to get. People are ultimately selfish in the end, and they want to know what's in it for me. What am I going to get out of using your product? They don't care how long you've been in business or all these reviews and things like that. That's not going to help them out. They want to know what's in it for me. Then you can show them all that stuff later on, but initially you got to let them know what's the value that you're offering that differentiates yourself versus the, comp- the competition.
0: Okay, awesome. So what kinds of companies do you work with?
1: Well, anybody with a website that has a viable product or service. So mm-hmm. that's the main thing just having something that people search for online and make sure you have a website.
0: So do you like to work particularly with um, a particular area like dentists or <laughs> uh, coaches or any group like that?
1: No, some people like to do that. But as long as you have a website and a good product or service, I could help you out. doesn't matter what industry or niche you're in. because that's if you're a dentist, I gotta focus on dentist keywords. If you're a teacher, I gotta focus on teaching related keywords. If you're a coach, I'll find coaching related keywords. So it's not really necessary to focus on one specific industry, even though some people like to do that. But mm-hmm. as long as you have a good prompt or service, I can help out.
0: Very cool. So if a client were to come to you today and say, hey, you know, Brandon, I really need your help. Um I've created this website. I was doing okay you know i was doing fine but then something changed in the googles and i don't know why now i'm not doing as well what kinds of things would you look at particularly in their site
1: well no matter who comes to me i'm always going to look at the same stuff i'll look at their do a website audit look at their content on their website look at the keywords that they placed in the different areas and the coding but more importantly looking at the backlinks because that's all that really matters is how many clickable links are pointing to your website the more backlinks that you have from quality websites the more trust google is going to give to you and the higher they're going to be able to rank you but without backlinks it's pretty much impossible to rank on google and the backlink just a clickable link from another website that points to yours so if you're reading an article and let's say the latimes.com and in there it says brandon libowitz and you click on that and it goes to my website i'd be getting a backlink from the la times so that's really the most important thing is how many backlinks do you have versus competitors and how do we fill that disconnect? Mm-hmm.
0: So do you help them get those backlinks or do you just advise them on how to get them?
1: No, I take care of it for them. That way they could just focus on the business. So everything is done for you. So you could just sit back and relax and we'll blog for you We'll write content for you. We'll do articles, press releases, create video content, whatever needs to be done to get you more quality backlinks than your competitors.
0: So you've got a whole, like, what do I want to call it? A buffet of services that you can offer to your clients. Is it something where they can say, well, Brandon, my budget's a little tight right now. I want to start with just this area. Or is it just like big packages? How do you structure things so that people can work with you?
1: No, they could do individual little bit by bit, but that to understand SEO is a puzzle. And there's a lot of pieces to it. Maybe if you're just doing one thing or a couple things, but you're not doing all the things that Google wants to see, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. You might move up a little bit, but you really need to focus on everything. And there's over 200 ranking factors in Google's algorithm. So okay. if you're just doing one thing, oh, help out, you might get from page 10 to page three. But to really move up, you need to do everything. That okay.
0: So you said there are there are 200 things that Google's looking at.
1: Over 200. But nobody knows wow. how it. it's all top secret <laughs> and changes every single day. It's changing.
0: That's wild. Uh, so if what are the top, let's say, five things that Google's looking at?
1: let it. the content on your website and the backlinks. Those are the most important. Then user experience, how long people stay on your website. Do they just leave immediately? Speed, how fast, what, make sure it looks good on mobile. Make sure. But, yeah, I mean, those are kind of the more important things. So
0: do you recommend that people blog on their website, small businesses, that they have a blog?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's where I help out with it. I'll blog for them and we'll blog on other people's websites to get those backlinks and just build that visibility and overall trust up from Google.
0: Got it. Got it. So what if people say, you know what? I don't really trust Google. I don't know if I really need all of this Google, Google stuff. Um, how do you answer them?
1: Well, the best is just see what the product or service is. Search that keyword using different tools that like the Google keyword planner. And they will show you how many people search for that keyword every single month. So you can say, Hey, I know you don't like Google, but if 20,000 people are searching for your keyword every single month, you're just giving your, your competition, 20,000 extra clients or website leads. Doesn't mean they're going to turn to a client, but you're missing out on all that traffic that your competition is taking advantage of. And
0: if there are, let's say, 20,000 people looking for a certain keyword in a given month, what – well, and this may be a question that can't really be answered. I don't know. Um, I've heard in the past that you can expect maybe 1% or 2% response in different things like email and so forth. What kinds of click-through rate – and, and for, for those who don't know, maybe you define click-through rate for them – But um, what kind of click, click-through click rate might they get if they do everything they can to capture that
1: audience? just depends on what position they're in. If they're in mm-hmm. position one, a lot more people are going to click on them. Position two, less, three, less, four, five, six, just keeps dropping until actually like page two, maybe 3%, 5% people might go to page two. So if you're on that first page. And if you're number one, I think it's maybe like 30% of the people will click onto your first page. Page organic listing result, but it just varies. Number two might get 10%, number three Oh might wow. Be.
0: So that's a that's a huge drop, potentially. Theoretically, and of course, there's no you can't just say specific numbers, but a jump, a drop from 30% if you're in the first position or so on the first page, to potentially 20% and then 3%, that's a huge
1: drop. Yeah, it's significant.
0: So, if people wanted to contact you, uh, connect with you to you know learn more about your services, what's the best way to go about doing that?
1: So, everyone that's listening or watching, I create a special gift for them on my website. If they go to seooptimizers.com, that's s e o o p t i m i z e r s dot forward slash gift, they could find that there along with. Bunch of classes I've done over the years, I put them all up there for free. So if they want to learn more about SEO or other digital marketing topics, I have tons of free classes up there. And if they want to book some time on my calendar to get a free website analysis, I'm happy to check it out from an SEO point of view and let them know what's working and what's not working and how to fill that disconnect between them and their competition. They can book a time on my calendar there as well.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, Brandon Legowitz, thank you so much for appearing on Somewhere in the Middle and sharing so much knowledge with our audience.
1: Thanks for having me on today.
0: Okay, guys, that is our bonus episode. Thank you so much for listening and supporting throughout the year. Make sure you check us out starting after the new year on January 20th. Again, my guest is gonna be executive coach and leadership consultant, Michael Siever, and he's amazing. So please make sure you tune in. You can find us once a month on Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern at the the somewhereinthemiddlepodcast.com. Let's continue the conversation. You guys be good, stay mindful, and remain prayerful. Have a wonderful, wonderful new year. Peace and blessings, y'all.